No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. How did we get here? What's the origin of the universe? These questions are common to mankind. How we answer them determines everything. Today, Pastor Daryl begins in the beginning with the book of Genesis, chapter 1. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. It's been said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Today we begin a journey that I estimate will take seven years to complete. It's a journey through the Word of God. It begins with God and ends with God, and in between we find, well, you guessed it, God. They say that all of history is His story. Certainly that is true when it comes to the Bible. We see that in the beginning God created everything. And at the end of the age, He will judge all people and angels. Ultimately, he will create new heavens and a new earth. I believe that there is no greater journey we can take than to explore God's entire revelation. By his grace, that is what we will do. While I would love for you to listen to this radio broadcast every day, I don't even expect my wife and children to do that. For this reason, I would encourage you to get the podcast, Simply the Bible, or go to our website at calvarytv.org at any time to listen to these programs that you may have missed. That way you can experience the entire journey from beginning to end without missing any of the cool sights along the way. Look around, and what do you see? Everything around us obviously exists. How did it get here? How did we get here? We all have the same evidence, but there are two very different stories. One place is God creating as the original cause— The other place is the Big Bang as the original cause. In one sense, both explanations have the same problem. What came before the original event? With the Big Bang, we are faced with the problem of where did the original material come from? Was there nothing and then suddenly it exploded? And if we believe that God created, in one sense, we still have the same problem. We cannot answer the question, where did God come from? He doesn't tell us. The Bible simply says that he is eternal with no beginning and no ending. He is the cause who has no cause. He exists in eternity outside of the space and time that he created. This is a dimension that our finite minds are not programmed to comprehend. To us, everything has a beginning and ending. However, I must personally confess that it is so much easier for me to believe in an eternal God who through intelligent design and purpose created the universe than to believe in an inanimate universe creating itself. The problem becomes even more complicated when we talk about the origin of life. We have one universe and two very different stories. They can't both be true. Which story are you going to believe? Any good journalist knows that he must check the credibility of his sources. A story is worthless if the source is incredible. As we consider the two stories of our origin, one claims to be 
an eyewitness testimony from the only one who is there, God. He is credible, for it is impossible for him to lie. The other story is the result of many scientists giving their best shot at explaining the evidence that they observe. It is strange that what is really a theory, that is evolution, is taught as fact. And yet we have no way of proving it. The scientific method requires that experiments be observable and repeatable in order to establish facts. But evolution is neither observable nor repeatable. What we are left with is mere speculation based upon circumstantial evidence. Now let me ask you, in a court of law, when determining truth, which carries more weight, speculation based on circumstantial evidence or an eyewitness testimony? I'm sure that we would agree that when seeking truth, it is important to keep an open mind. Arthur Conan Doyle created the character Sherlock Holmes. In The Sign of the Four, the famous detective said, When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Modern scientists who deny the existence of God are faced with an impossible problem. How to explain creation without a creator? In their explanation of the origin of the universe and life, they cannot even allow for the possibility of God. If they were to do that, then their ideas would likely be rejected by the scientific community. Therefore, they must steadfastly adhere, either willingly or unwillingly, to the presupposition that there is no God, that everything we see can be explained without the need for a creator. By adhering to this presupposition, they are unable to eliminate the impossible when confronted with mathematical and statistical facts that disprove the feasibility of evolution. And those facts are surfacing so fast. If they were to eliminate the impossible premise that the universe created itself from nothing, then perhaps they would see that what remains, no matter how improbable in their own thinking, must be the truth. Namely, that in the beginning was God. Well, that brings us to Genesis 1.1. And all of this was simply an introduction to this. The name Genesis is the Greek word for beginning. It is the first of the five books of Moses known as the Pentateuch. In Genesis, we find the beginning of the universe, life, marriage, law, sin, agriculture, government, the seven-day week, music, religion, languages, nations, war, just about everything we see in the world today has its origin in Genesis. This isn't speculation, but revelation of the only one who was there to see it all come into being. So it begins, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In this verse, we have the work of creation in its epitome. That is, a summary of everything God accomplished in the six days of creation. We must compare this verse with Exodus 20.11, which was also written by Moses. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. 
God begins the account in the beginning. That is, in the beginning of the universe and time and space as we know it. This was the creation event. But do we know anything that happened before this? We do know something. We read in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. The Word is the Son of God, who was with God in eternity, past, and was also God. He was the agent of all creation. But Revelation 13, 8 tells us that he was something more. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, before God even created the earth, he foresaw mankind's rebellion and what it would take to redeem him. Christ knew that he would be slain by man even before he made man. And yet he made him anyway. How great is the love of God. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I can point out a couple of interesting things about the Hebrew in this first verse of the Bible. The word that is translated God is Elohim, which is the plural form of God. In fact, in other places in Scripture, it is translated gods. But the Hebrew verb that is translated created is singular. That means the text is expressing the idea of compound unity. Of course, we believe in the triunity of God. Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize others in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We also find each person of the Godhead present in creation. And this truth is presented in the very first verse of the Bible. Now, we have the summary of God's creation of the heavens and the earth. We discover that there are three heavens— The first heaven is what we would call the sky or atmosphere. The second heaven is the universe of space and stars and galaxies. The third heaven is the place where God dwells. Since this is in eternity, I believe that this third heaven is another dimension that can pass through our dimension and yet still be independent of it. It is called the heavenly realm in the scriptures. Certainly, God created the sky and the universe during the six-day creation week. But since the third heaven is eternal and outside our space and time, I believe that it was already existing prior to Genesis 1.1. Now, there are some who who see a gap of indeterminate amount of time between verse 1 and verse 2, where we are told that the earth was without form and void. This interpretation became popular after the 18th century when a geologist named James Hutton first postulated that the earth was millions of years old. Later, Charles Lyell founded uniformitarianism, which is the assumption that processes have been working very gradually at the same rate over vast amounts of time. This would become the backbone of modern geological and biological science. In the early 19th century, a Scottish theologian named Thomas Chalmers formed what he called the gap theory to save creationism from the onslaught of scientific, so-called scientific, atheism. 
It was an attempt to harmonize the scriptures and science. This opened the door for vast amounts of time between the first and second verses of Genesis 1. But the problem with the gap theory is it completely contradicts Exodus 20.11, which says that God made the heavens and the earth in six days. We've become so accustomed to explanations of our origins in terms of millions and even billions of years that the concept of a six-day creation is and a relatively young earth, it seems incredible to us. And yet, evolutionists are ever expanding the timeline to account for new discoveries of increased complexity. The more they find out about the complexity of, of life, the more time they say it needs in order for it to happen on its own. I believe it comes down to simply a matter of whom we trust. Do we trust in unproven theories that constantly change concerning the age of the universe and our planet? Or do we trust in the Lord, who was the only eyewitness, whose character is flawless, who raised Christ from the dead, and whose creation account never changes? We each have to choose whether the foundation for our belief system is speculation or revelation. Join us tomorrow as we will see just what God can accomplish in six days. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Join Pastor Daryl tomorrow as he continues studying the book of Genesis with God's six days of creation.